It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. All across the fantasy universe, welcome one and all to the two-point stance. Powered by FantasyPoints.com. I'm Brian Drake. Follow me on Twitter at Drake Fantasy. Hang with my boy, Joe Dolan, at FG underscore Dolan on Twitter. Joe, I'm back from vacation. I'm tan, tan-er, maybe more just burned than tan, to be honest. But I'm back. I got off the plane today from Florida. I hit the ground in sunny 40-degree Syracuse and said, I got to talk football with my guy, Dolan. So we're here. We're ready to rock and roll. And apparently... There's all kinds of Lamar Jackson stuff going on in the universe. So that's what we're going to talk about today is Lamar, the Lamar minutia, and maybe where he might end up. But what a day for Lamar. I mean, he comes out, um, essentially writes an open letter to his fans on Twitter and blah, 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 blah. You might have the whole uh, letter up there, Drake, Uh, by the Mm -hmm. way, welcome back. Um, And when he essentially says that he had requested a trade from the Ravens on March 2nd. um, Now, I I guess if you're the cynic here, you look, we have this 24 hour news cycle that is the NFL. I guess if you're the cynic, you could say, well, Lamar Jackson's essentially been on the open market anyway. He's a free agent. Now he has the exclusive, the non-exclusive franchise tag where mm-hmm. a team could sign them, and if the Ravens don't match it, it's two first-round picks, which, quite frankly, Drake, is it's a bargain. not a whole lot for a young quarterback who's already won uh, an, an NFL MVP, um, and the contract situation is a, a mess. We know that Deshaun Watson getting the fully guaranteed contract is, well, now I give at I, I, if you read this optically, uh, at best – it's making NFL teams leery of giving out a full-time contract. At worst, they're colluding to not give a fully oh, guaranteed contract. And 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 when I look at Lamar Jackson, you know, Drake, imagine yourself in his shoes. And he said, I've won the MVP. What has this guy accomplished? Yeah. And I and I mean on field, you know, like that, that's not even to that's not even to talk about the the off-field issues for Deshaun Watson. So I get Lamar Jackson's Mm -hmm. perspective here. I truly do. Um, But it's going to be interesting. We're going to see that there's still a chance he's playing for the Ravens. He requested a trade. He thinks he's going to move on. John Harbaugh was out today. Oh, these things will work themselves out. I don't really know what the heck he Mm -hmm. was saying, but look, we got, it's, we're going to have fun here. We're going to discuss, we're going to speculate. That's what we do. We, We have a, we've come up with a list of potential destinations for Lamar Jackson that we think would be interesting. Now, Let's be totally frank here, though. I went through the list today, and there are like six or seven teams who probably shouldn't at least bring up Lamar's name in their meetings. Like, there might be a team like the Bears or something and, and who would say, well, what about Lamar Jackson? Ah, you know, I don't think that's right for us. But it's, it's one of those teams where, like, it at least warrants a couple-minute conversation. So we can't just go through every team where that's valid because, again, there's 25, 26, 27 of those teams where Mm -hmm. it would be a valid conversation to have in their building. But there's some spots that are more realistic than others. And just to give you guys a quick recap of the, the craziness of the day, as Joe kind of alluded to, first word came out that Lamar requested a trade on March the 2nd. So maybe... 
That's why when free agency opened, teams weren't clamoring to go sign him or, or to say, hey, we're going to we want Lamar because maybe they knew this uh, behind the scenes. So Lamar took his own Twitter, posted several tweets saying, hey, Baltimore fans, they're not going to meet my value. He was kind of saying goodbye to them while plugging his own page. It wasn't an OnlyFans. Trust me, I checked. Uh, then Ian Rappaport on NFL Network says in the past week, Lamar and the Ravens had still been working on a deal. So we'll see what's going on there. Then we hear via Albert Breer that rapper Meek Mills, this is when shit gets off the rails, Joe. We got a rapper, Meek Mills, texting Patriots billionaire owner Robert Kraft saying that Lamar wanted to come to New England. Kraft then responds that it's Bill Belichick's decision. And then as we get into a team later, we have Joe Douglas talking about if the Jets would be interested in Lamar. So, a whole lot going on here. We'll get into all those teams, but let me first say this about Lamar. They're looking, they don't want to pay him 45 million a year. They don't want to pay him a guaranteed contract. They're using the mouthpieces of the NFL network to kind of push that agenda onto the fans. Like, no, no, this isn't what the, the owners want to do and blah, 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 blah. Do you think they use that non-exclusive tag though, to sort of gauge the market on Lamar? So it's like, they're only competing with themselves really on this contract. So they could say, well, we can always match the contract anyone gives him. So let's see what someone gives him. And it kind of shows him too, like, hey, buddy, maybe you're not worth all this. Like someone's only wanting to pay you $35 million versus the, the 45 you want. I, I would think a lot of people would say they were sick and tired of negotiating with them. So they're like, all right, let's let the other 31 teams negotiate with you. And if, you co- if, and if there's an offer that you find amenable, we are going to have the opportunity to, to match it, and we didn't have to negotiate with you. So maybe they viewed that as a win-win, but of course, these things are not in a vacuum. These are people relationships, and it seems mm-hmm. like the Ravens' relationship with Lamar Jackson has eroded for whatever reason, and there could always be things going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. But we True. do know that he doesn't have an agent. Well, Who is this guy, Ken Francis, that the NFL said you can't negotiate with? Like, uh, there's some bizarre stuff going on here, man. It, and you've got all, rappers uh, texting owners on his behalf you now. Know and- but ultimately, if teams are interested in Deshaun Watson after dozens of sexual assault allegations, it feels like teams can look over the fact that Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent, right? Oh, without question. Well, like, I mean, come on. Like, yeah, maybe there are things that that are preventing teams from wanting to negotiate with Lamar Jackson. You know, he's been hurt the last couple of years. I don't like that he doesn't have an agent, blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, we've seen teams overlook way more for the quarterback position. So this is one of the more yeah. bizarre uh, kind of stories that, that, uh, that I've encountered in my time in the league. And it's part of the new kind of the quarterback empowerment era uh, in the NFL, I guess. Jason Lockenfora had a great tweet also I want to run by you where he said, uh, good luck finding an organization over the last few years to have this many prominent players and or first round picks who want out. And then he lists Lamar Jackson, Orlando Brown, Hollywood Brown, Hayden Hurst, and possibly Patrick Queen next. So, I mean, this could just be kind of a behind the scenes, you know, look of maybe the Ravens are cheap. Maybe they got a bad culture. Maybe the owner's a douchebag. Maybe, you know, it, there's something going on here. Like, why do all these people want to get out of what we look at from the outside and say a winning organization in Baltimore? You know, they have a lot of success in Baltimore. Like, why wouldn't people want to be a part of this? But Jason brings up a good point, kind of. Yeah, I, I mean, 
I don't know. It, it, it kind of feels to me in recent years, you know, I always make this joke around draft time, you know, like the, the old, I still use it, even though I know Ozzie Newsom's not the general manager, every single time the Baltimore Ravens make a draft pick, it's like the entire NFL media conglomerate just loses its mind. Oh, Ozzie does it again. Oh, I can't believe they got that guy. Oh, there's such a Ravens pick. The best player in the draft somehow fell to the seventh (laughs) round. Oh, you know, I can't believe they did that. And then sometimes, you know, it's like the Jurassic Park thing. You were so preoccupied with whether or not you could, you didn't stop to think if you should. They haven't drafted a wide receiver since the Cretaceous period. Well, I guess they did draft Rashad Bateman and he got hurt, yeah. but still, you know, like uh, Hollywood Brown, I know. But they they, they've, they, went into this offseason last year with arguably a bottom three wide receiver group in the NFL. They traded Hollywood Brown during the draft and did nothing to address the position. You know, sometimes uh, you almost wonder if this is a, a an organization that likes to stick its own head between its own legs and, and see what it's cooking up down below, you know, <laughs> just like, Oh man, bring it on, man. We're the Baltimore Ravens. And you know, when, when Joe Flacco's around and, you know, average Joe is just you, content with strolling through life with his nine figure salary. And maybe that works, but when Lamar Jackson's out here winning MVPs and, they're signing Sammy Watkins to a one-year deal for the 37th consecutive season. Maybe it doesn't work that way. And so I'm kind of on Lamar's side here, Drake. I don't know about you, but I'm on Lamar's side. And and I understand why the Ravens would be annoyed, but I feel like I'm on his side, at least leaning that way. It's always funny when you mention the Ravens draft. And I, I made this joke on Twitter where someone was talking about the Ravens and their picks. And I go, it doesn't matter like you said, who the Ravens pick, who's on the board. They're taking like an off-ball linebacker in the first round. They can never get enough linebackers. Or, you know, it's going to be a linebacker. It's going to be a corner. It's going to be a – they're taking defense. They could have Jesus himself with a face mask ready to play quarterback. And they're going to go, you know what? There's this linebacker. We don't need him. Let's get another inside linebacker. Come on. Bring them on. All right. Fine. Or, or there's a great receiver on the board and they don't take them. Yeah. I, I just don't know. There's something going on in, in Balmer. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There, we're talking about the draft. If you guys are getting the itch to draft out there, and from what I'm seeing on Twitter, apparently everyone has a hot take about something in fantasy football. So why not put those takes to the test and draft over at Underdog Fantasy? Use our promo code FANTASYP. T-S. When you use our code at Underdog Fantasy, we're going to give you up to $100 first-time deposit bonus. How easy is that, folks? Use Fantasy PTS as your code. Deposit $100. I'm going to match your $100. Don't tell John Hanson that. He doesn't know. I'm just kidding. He does. Then what we're going to do, we're going to give you a standard subscription to FantasyPoints.com for just $5. All that, we're going to give you a $100 matching deposit bonus and a subscription to the website for $5. So, folks, Fantasy PTS, get off the couch. Actually, you know what? Stay on the couch. Download the app, Underdog. Use the code Fantasy PTS. Let's rock and roll and start winning some best ball drafts. So we said there's some crazy stuff going on out there, Joe. There's crazy stuff going on in New York. So we had Joe Douglas today, who is the general manager of the New York Jets. 
he went on record and just sort of had verbal diarrhea talking about everything under the sun from Odell Beckham to uh, the trade with Aaron Rodgers. And then someone asked him about Lamar Jackson and Joe Douglas, who again was with the Ravens for a number of years said the jets have not discussed pursuing Lamar Jackson quote, it would be disingenuous and negotiating in bad faith. If we went down that path right now, we have our plan and we have our process and we're sticking to that. So does that mean to, to use a, Hey, it's it's Aaron Rodgers or bust right here, which really would make no sense if you could get Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So um, you ever see uh, you a Batman guy, Drake? I've seen some of the movies. OK, well, Michael Keaton part- being the best. Let's OK, I'm, I'm a Michael. He's coming back, by the way. He's, <laughs> a he's great. Batman. Old guys unite. Uh, um, uh, it's still apparently still fits in the original Batsuit, by the way. Anyway, um, of the Christopher Nolan uh trilogy the dark knight rises the third is an extremely bloated film it's ambitious um tough rewatch but there's a lot of good stuff in it but of course tom hardy's bane character is iconic you know and when when joe douglas was was making this argument here that you know it would be bad faith for us to essentially i don't think he mentioned aaron Rodgers by name but um he essentially said, like, this is what we're doing. We're negotiating with the Packers for Aaron Rodgers, and we're not going to go to negotiation. Uh, a line from Tom Hardy's Bane popped into my head, and it's like, um, you know, Bruce Wayne as Batman is doing something, you know, hoity-toity and, and noble. And Bane mentions that what he was doing was admirable, but mistaken. <laughs> and what Joe Douglas is doing here is admirable, but mistaken. Like, Dude, Aaron Rodgers has proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that he'll turn his back on anyone. And you know what? If the Packers are playing hardball, pivot and go talk to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Now, maybe the Jets know that this is a really this is going to be a hard negotiation anyway. We could always go the route of we're going to sign him to an offer sheet, and then the Ravens are going to match it anyway, and we don't get our quarterback, and we've pissed off Aaron Rodgers. So maybe that's the thinking here for Joe Douglas, but no, I would much rather have Lamar Jackson than Aaron Rodgers. Probably even including next year. I think you can make the argument that if you can have Aaron Rodgers for one year or Lamar Jackson for one year, that you could still say Aaron Rodgers gives us a better chance to win. This is a guy who won the MVP uh, twice in a row, more recently than Lamar won his MVP, despite the age difference. But if you're building a franchise and you're trying to win Super Bowls or go to Super Bowls and win division titles, the better option is Lamar Jackson. There's now, no two ways about it. The New York Jets own the 13th overall pick. Could that be enticing to the Ravens? I'm sure it could be. They also own picks 42 and 43 in round number two. So let's spin this forward. Let's say you could have Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson. One of those guys could be the quarterback of the New York football Jets. We're talking Garrett Wilson. Brees Hall, Alan Lazard. Who gives you the better fantasy upside, Joe Dolan, for these fantasy playmakers in 2023? For the playmakers, Rodgers. Okay. But Lamar Jackson with those playmakers, pretty freaking appealing, right? I I mean, you know, Rodgers is a ball distributor, and Rodgers isn't going to take off and run as much. So Rodgers gives them a better upside. You know, they just signed Alan Lazard to a $44 million contract specifically because Aaron Rodgers wanted to throw him the football. Now the, 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 the better option for these pass catchers is, is Aaron Rodgers. Now Hollywood Brown, by the way, 
two years ago, this was a guy who was top 10 in the NFL in targets at wide receiver. Mark Andrews was like the tight end one two years ago. So Lamar Jackson can absolutely get the ball to good players. But uh, mm-hmm. I, Aaron Rodgers would be better for this team from a fantasy perspective, at least at least uh, in 2023. It's... Sounds to me like Jets fans, you're already down this road. Like you are so married to the idea of Aaron Rodgers that you can't even look in a different direction right now, which it might be a better direction, but they're already down this path. All right, let's go look at the Falcons and Titans. And I want to group these two teams together because they're both bad and neither of them have really a long-term plan at quarterback. So the Falcons are rolling out the craptastic duo of Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke. They also have the eighth overall pick. The Titans have the 11th pick, and they're kind of just playing out the string with Ryan Tannehill at this point. Uh, So with those two teams, you're looking at run-based offenses. Do I think Lamar could have great success in either of those franchises? Absolutely. Like Atlanta in the dome with those young receivers. like, Like I'm for that. Now, in Tennessee, we've got Traylon Burks. You still have uh, Henry behind him. That would be a really unique offense to try to defend, you know, with those two monsters coming at you. But, you know, I I think to me the Falcons are the sexier option. You think there's a chance he goes to either of those teams, and then for a fantasy lean, you know, what kind of, you know, tickles the taint um, I think that's going to be a t-shirt coming soon at fantasy points. Yeah, yeah. Lamar Jackson tickles the taint. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that'll, that'll sell a lot of shirts. Uh, I, I think Atlanta is a team that absolutely would be involved in Lamar Jackson. Look, we know Atlanta was in it for Deshaun Watson last year. Um, I thought there was a point where it looked like Atlanta was going to get Deshaun Watson, but they didn't get him. Um, Lamar Jackson's from Florida. So obviously the Southeast is um, close to him. Mm-hmm. This is something where, you know, I think he could come in and really command the Atlanta Falcons and, and, and the fans. Um, you've already had in Atlanta one of the greatest running quarterbacks of all time in Michael Vick. Here would be one one of the other. Uh, I mean, both of them, you would say, are in the top five among greatest running quarterbacks of all time. So that that's a style that has obviously played well in Atlanta. We know Arthur Blank is aggressive. They don't have a quarterback on their roster who you're like, yeah, that guy's the guy. You're not. You're not making a. Uh, you're not going to put your foot down and say no. We're not going to trade for Lamar Jackson because we just signed Taylor Heineke. Okay, that's yeah. not going to happen. I think Atlanta makes a ton of sense. We know Arthur Smith, by the way, is someone who loves to run the football, and Lamar Jackson is always going to help your team run the football. And that's why I think Tennessee makes some sense as well. There was rumors that they were looking to move Derrick Henry. That could still happen. Um, you know, there was a lot of moves Drake that didn't happen until draft night. You know, last year, the Hollywood Brown move, the A.J. Brown uh, draft mm-hmm. move did not happen until draft night. So there's still plenty of times for for draft uh, for trades to, to happen. Maybe Derrick Henry does or maybe Tennessee's like, you know what? There hasn't been a market for Derrick Henry. We're going to roll it back. We're going to run the hell out of the football. And Lamar Jackson's going to help us do that. And maybe, you know, Tennessee's able to say to Baltimore, you're in a tough spot. Here's here's Ryan Tannehill. He's going to come in and he's going to give you a solid starting quarterback who can be part of the trade package. Obviously, it would be a throw into the trade package, much like mm-hmm. Jared Goff was in the Matthew Stafford deal. But it feels like that that's a, a, a trade that I don't think th- this isn't one that, again, to say Tennessee wouldn't tickle my taint from a fantasy perspective. <laughs> I uh, love that. But it's something that I think would make sense for the Titans if they chose to pursue it. 
Going off the show sheet here, you mentioned the Detroit Lions. The Lions have pick six, 18, and then in the round two, they have pick number 48 and 55. So they have four picks in the top 55. They got Jared Goff. All right. And yes, Jared Goff was the first overall pick several years back, but let's be honest, that didn't quite pan out to where you would think with a guy taking number one overall. You think maybe Detroit gets kind of sneaky? They're having quite the offseason. Could Jared Goff be the throw-in quarterback in two blockbuster trades in three years? Hmm. I mean, Detroit's got a lot of shit, man. They have a lot of juice. And look at the NFC. Look at the NFC, and we will get to that later, by the way, for my number one Lamar Jackson fit. There's a tease for you. But, I mean... You drop Lamar, you put Lamar Jackson in a hot air balloon and you drop him in Michigan. All of a sudden, the line I mean, I think the Lions are a contender anyway in the NFC. Sure. Jared Division's Goff garbage. Football. Jared Goff played good football last year. You know, Jared Goff can go um to ball. And again, Jared Goff could go to Baltimore just like the Ryan Tannehill trade and say, Hey, we've got you a dependable starter here. We know the Ravens aren't much for rebuilding. Um, here's a dependable starter that we'll throw in. Yeah, I think Detroit could be pretty exciting. Oh, I like that. I like that. So just throwing that in. We're, we're doing it live. Jared Goff, man. <laughs> Takes a yeah, team to the Super Bowl, has his best season since then, and then we're uh, then we're trading him. Uh, he get, takes a team to the Super Bowl, gets traded. Now he's had his best season since then. We're trading him this offseason. But it would make sense with the Detroit Lions, yes. I'm looking up Jared Goff's contract just as we speak. I want to see what he's still owed. 2023. Uh, he's got a base salary of twenty point nine million. His cap number is thirty point nine. Uh, so he's got a roster bonus, so that would get prorated if he got traded, anyways, right? Uh, I mean, next year he's only got a base salary of twenty one point nine. So I mean, it's pretty affordable. Uh, and actually, next year he has zero guaranteed money. You could do that as a one year move with Jared Goff and get out of it after twenty twenty three. Oh, we got yeah. the wheels turning now. I like this. I think Detroit's a, definitely a space that would make a lot of sense. I think that would be exciting from a fantasy perspective. Again, I think this team's going to be good anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Lamar Jackson would just take him to the next level. Getting excited. Now, it's making me pop my WrestleMania beer. Let's go. I'm back from vacation. I'm still I'm drinking. Dr- I'm not drinking tonight. Damn you, drink. Uh-huh. And that makes me want to have a beer. <laughs> All right. How about this one? And this is a sneaky one, but it's gaining some traction out there. Uh, in the universe, and it's the Indianapolis Colts. And I know you like this one. They've got new head coach, former Eagles OC Shane Steichen. So everyone will put together like, hey, running quarterback, running quarterback. You know, I, I get all that. But Indy needs a QB. They own the fourth overall pick. That pick's likely going to be a quarterback. But, I mean, Joe, are you getting excited for Will Levis? I No, that, that's awful. Nobody wants that. Uh, you know, I will. I, I You know what, Drake? Here's one thing I refuse to do. I can have a predisposed opinion about a quarterback. Now, first and foremost, Will Levis is somebody who at Penn State I saw couldn't get on the field for because of Sean Clifford, who, let's just say, had an up-and-down college career. Um, so, well, forgive me for being skeptical about Will Levis, but the last number of quarterbacks who I've heard everybody in the in in uh, on draft Twitter completely shit on in the pre-draft process were Josh Allen and Daniel Jones – Josh Allen's one of the best players on planet Earth, and Daniel Jones just got, whether you think he deserved it or not, just got a, what, $30-plus million a year contract. So I'm not I'm not going to fall into the 
to the, oh, everybody's going to crap on Will Levis group thing. However, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson is a different Band-Aid than the Band-Aid the Colts have been putting on that position the last three years. Completely different. He's a he's an MVP who's not yet 27, okay? Yes, you make that trade if you're the Indianapolis Colts. And you're a guy who likes to use the term, how do we sell this to the fan base? And we've talked about it on some of our earlier two-point stance episodes. And can you sell a rookie quarterback and the hope that comes with it? Okay, yeah, I, I guess you can. With new head sure. coach, new quarterback, we get that. Boy, you really turn the volume up when you say we're bringing Lamar Jackson. The defense is still good in Indianapolis. They got some playmakers. Uh, so I mean, at the of very course- least, got Taylor and Pittman on offense. So you mm-hmm. got something there. No, and this, I use that term when I was talking about Jim Ursay. If they were to bring in Derek Carr, you can't sell that to the Indianapolis Colt fans. Yeah. Yeah. Is he going to be better than Matt Ryan? Probably. Is he going to be better than Carson Wentz? Sure. Is he going to be better than Phillip Rivers was three years ago? Arguable. Phillip Rivers actually had a pretty good year with the Colts. But Lamar Jackson, that's a needle-moving move. And and I think Colts fans who – and the Colts fans should be all in on a rookie quarterback right now. But Colts fans absolutely would buy into Lamar Jackson, and they should. And then there's the Steichen factor, by the way. And I think Jalen Hurts to Lamar Jackson is a lazy comparison because yes. they both can run. Here's what's lazy about it. First and foremost, Jay, Jalen Hurts is a bull. Lamar Jackson's a gazelle. They're, they're different. They're different runners. Also, Lamar Jackson is an impeccable between-the-numbers thrower. That's not Jalen Hurts' strong suit. Hurts likes to go downfield outside the numbers. So it would be different. But Shane Steichen knows. You're right. For sure. But Shane Steichen knows the advantage a, a quarterback who can run gives to the offense. And I think Shane Steichen would be able to scheme very well for a unique talent like Lamar Jackson. So I think the coaching fit is good, even though a Jackson Hurts comparison Oh, they're, no, they're not similar, but they do bring the element as a runner, which I think would appeal to Shane Steichen. Even if he doesn't need it, I think it would appeal to him. Let me throw this at you. What about Jonathan Taylor in this scenario where before he had these statue quarterbacks that would just turn around and hand the football? Lamar obviously would take goal line carries away from him, but you've got to contend now. This would be an, an RPO offense if Lamar Jackson were to come to Indianapolis. Where would you kind of look at Jonathan Taylor for fantasy? I mean, he's a first-round pick. Are you expecting 15 touchdowns? You think he's going to run for 1,200 yards? I mean, what do you expect in an offense with Lamar Jackson? I expect a really strong performance. Um, By the way, Jalen Hurts' RPO rate, this is per fantasy points data last year, Jalen Hurts' RPO rate was 9.3%. That was second highest in the NFL. Lamar Jackson was at 5.8%, uh, which uh, looking at my numbers right now, I'm just doing a quick uh, purview. That looks like that was about fourth highest in the NFL among among qualified quarterbacks. By the way, the highest, Aaron Rodgers, uh, interestingly Ooh. enough. Uh, but so Lamar Jackson would fit well. I think, I think Jonathan Taylor would be a good fit there because Jonathan Taylor is one of the running backs who we don't count on receiving production for his it's a bonus with him right i always likened it to when marshawn lynch would catch passes like he would catch two a game and you'd be like all right there's the two if he had a game where he had four you're like hell yeah he didn't need them 
But if he got him, you were happy. I feel like Jonathan Taylor is a capable receiver who, from a fantasy perspective, you don't count on the receptions. If you get them, they're nice, and you know he can do it. I don't think he'd get a lot of receptions in a Lamar Jackson quarterback offense. But I also think he'd get a lot of touchdown opportunities because, again, Shane Steichen is not is probably not running the push sneak with Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole Lamar Jackson doesn't squat 600 pounds. Jalen Hurts does. So I would think Jonathan Taylor would get a lot of touchdown opportunities with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. And let's not forget Miles Sanders, who two years ago had zero touchdowns. I believe had double digit touchdowns this past year in an offense with Jalen Hurts, who was phenomenal. You know, had the obviously best season of his career. Well, let's stick uh, in the NFC with, you know, we were talking Eagles. Obviously, Lamar's not going to the Eagles. But let's go over to one of their division rivals in the Commanders. And the Commanders are in a tough spot. They don't have a lot of cap space. Their team's kind of in turmoil. They could be sold any day now. So I don't know if you're going to be able to pull off a blockbuster trade with a lame duck owner. They're trotting out Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett in 2023. Hashtag yikes. I mean, it could be worse. I mean, there's some teams in worse spots. Yeah. And by the way, when we came up with this list of teams, I think Drake, we all were we were under the presumption that like teams can make cap space if they want to make a blockbuster move. You know, Washington's an easy sell. I think the I think Commanders fans are sick and tired of the Ravens having basically with the exception of the like the one RG three year, probably tired of the Ravens having the better quarterback on 95, you know, <laughs> like, like, come on, like, that's a good, I, I like that narrative take from your, you know, I want to say little brother down the road, because that's essentially, you know, Washington is a, say what you will about the dumpster fire of a franchise. They are the team and they've been that way for a, a number of years since they've the inception, but Baltimore has come in and you lived in that area, Joe, sort of, like the Ravens are hip. Yeah. I mean, they got stuff going on because they win. You know, Washington's got a bad owner. They got a bad, they've you know, bad record. They got a bad stadium. Everything about the stadium. Bad. You know, this could be what they need to turn around. You sell the team, you get Lamar. God knows you get a new stadium down the road. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I even say. think if Daniel Snyder's still there, this is something where he's like, ah, let's make him forget about me for a little bit, you know. Uh, I don't think this is going to happen. They signed Brissett. I have every reason to believe they like Sam Howell. But the geography narrative's there. The selling mm. it to your fan base is there. Um, and if and if Daniel Snyder decides to sell, I mean, it's an NFL team. These things would go for billions if you and I were on the quarterback depth chart, Drake. Um, but I'm Lamar available. Jackson, but Lamar Jackson would be an easy sell for a new owner. Hey, we got we got a, an MVP quarterback in town. That's an easy buy. Again, that's just going to move the needle just a tiny bit because these teams would would sell again with you and I on the team. But Washington is a team again in the NFC, uh, the weaker conference, especially in terms of the quarterback position. That's a needle moving kind of move in more ways than one. Let's stay in the NFC with our final team here and let's get nuts. How about the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco has two quarterbacks who are young, cheap, and hurt. So you got Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, both on the rookie deals, and both likely, though, could fetch you something back in a trade. That's something we haven't really covered with any of these other teams, is you now have a viable quarterback asset to tra- maybe two to trade. Uh, yeah, heck, ball- to trade to take both of them, Baltimore. Let, let you fight it out, you know? Yeah, um, or you're telling me you couldn't trade Brock Purdy to one team and Trey Lance to another? I know you spent the farm to get 
Trey Lance, but you know, where's that going to get you at the end of the day? So San Francisco doesn't have a pick in the first or second round, but they do own three of the final four selections in round three that are comp picks. So, you know, they'd be looking maybe down the road with some, some first round picks. So that could be an issue, but you brought this up. You were uh, formulating this plan in your head. Why do you like Lamar to San Francisco so much? Because it's the stylistic fit is perfect. San Francisco making moves is in John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan's blood. We saw what they did with Christian McCaffrey. Of course, that's why this probably isn't going to happen because they don't have the draft capital to make it happen. But in terms of a stylistic and a fantasy fit, there is not a better one than Lamar Jackson to the San Francisco 49ers. You, If you're the 49ers, you traded all those picks for Trey Lance to get a term uh, that I love, our guy Brett Whitefield, who did the prospect guide at fantasypoints.com. It's free, by the way. Go check it out. Uh, he uses the term math changer. It changes the way teams have to defend you. That's why they went out and got Trey Lance, okay? Because mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo was so boring Jimmy Garoppolo he, who's going who's gonna to make you – he's going to get you five yards on third and five, uh, but he might do it at the expense of leaving a 40-yard touchdown on the field. Lamar Jackson's a math changer. That's what they wanted Trey Lance to be. Kyle Shanahan very clearly viewed the running element of the quarterback position as appealing to him. Unfortunately, we haven't really gotten to see it in action because Trey Lance has played so sparingly. But I would think you got Devo Samuel. You got George Kittle. Two guys who thrive after the catch, who thrive over the middle where we know Lamar Jackson likes to throw the football. You've got a chain mover in Jawan Jennings, somebody where you know Lamar Jackson likes to throw the football. Apparently, they're entertaining trades for Brandon Ayuk. Maybe Ayuk is part of a Lamar Jackson package, theoretically. But, man, mm-hmm. that would be an appealing somebody to move for uh, for the Ravens. That'd be a, a guy who's appealing if he's in San Francisco. But coach, teams, team strategy, general manager philosophy, all this lines up. I just think San Francisco has spent too much draft capital to this point in order to swing this deal. But, and also for San Francisco, talk about match changer, not on the field, not simply on a, on a micro level, but on a macro level, they just got shellacked by the Eagles in large part because they didn't have a quarterback in that game. True. But everybody heading into that game, Oh, the 49ers have the better team. The Eagles might have the better quarterback, but the 49ers have the better team. Well, Lamar Jackson sure as hell is an equalizer in that regard uh, with Jalen Hurts. And in a weak NFC, that's a guy who probably puts you as the Super Bowl favorite. I love this Brandon Ayuk talk, and I want to just bring that up momentarily. So Brandon Ayuk uh, is on his fourth of five years. Remember, Brandon Ayuk was a first-round pick a few years ago out of Arizona State. So this year, he's only making a little over $2 million. They exercise the fifth year option on him so next season the following season 2023 joe they have to pay brandon Ayuk 14.12 million dollars there is 0.0 chance san francisco is going to pay brandon Ayuk that money yeah like, so what i what i would think is like let's just construct a trade package i think it would have to be either lance or purdy whichever mm-hmm. one whichever one baltimore they're cheap I mean, right. Lance, I looked at his day. He makes under $10 million if you all included. Lance or Purdy, Purdy makes nothing. Now, the thing about Purdy is his elbow might be ground beef right now, which and, and John Which is Lynch, why they need us on the roster. We were exactly, just making it. We're exactly. putting it all together, folks. I mean, you know, uh, we could have 
who who ended up playing quarterback for them? It was Josh Johnson, and then it was uh, yes. oh oh god, yeah, Purdy had to come back in. He couldn't throw the football. <laughs> oh, that was brutal watch. Um, we're Eagles but, fans. It wasn't that brutal. Yeah, no, it uh, it was. Um, <laughs> you bring in look, you you pick either Lance or Purdy, whichever one you want. You're getting our 2024 and our 2025 first if they have a 2024 first. I don't even know if they have that. You're getting Brandon Ayuk, probably some other miscellaneous picks in there, and that's probably the package that it would take, and I think another team could beat that. Again, right now, a team could, in theory, just have him for two first-round picks, presuming Baltimore doesn't match the offer. But, again, this is an unprecedented situation. It's a weird situation. It's one that I didn't anticipate having to talk about to this point, but San Francisco's a team that would be motivated to get this done. They have Love they it. have traded so much in the in the pursuit of a quarterback that I, I can't imagine they wouldn't be willing to go a little bit further, especially I'm since the roster's at, yeah. so good already. San Francisco twenty twenty four draft picks. Let's see, let's see what they have available. Ba, 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 ba. Boy, oh boy, they traded so many of them. Um, I don't. Think, they're they're going to get a ton of more comp picks. Uh, I think they do have their first. Uh, let's see. Yep, they they have their first. Uh, as a matter of fact, the only pick that they have traded so far from 2024 is their fifth round pick. That was part of the McCaffrey deal. So they still have their first. The only two teams who aren't don't have a first next year are Carolina and Cleveland. Hmm. Interesting. I love that. Uh, of all the teams we mentioned. You know, 49ers, Colts, Commanders, uh, Titans, even the Lions, uh, Jets. Where do you want it? He could even stay with the Ravens. Where do you want Lamar to go? Of all these teams? Mm-hmm. From a, for a fantasy, that's what we do here. We're talking fantasy. And football, we love good football. Where do you want to see Lamar Jackson play football in 2023 and beyond? San Francisco. From a fantasy perspective, as an Eagles fan, that one would sting. But uh, no, for, for, if if you want the best fit in terms of scheme, in terms of personnel around him, it's the San Francisco 49ers. Boy, oh boy, that would be something. Yeah, look at that offense: Lamar, McCaffrey, Kittle, Debo. Whew. And we're even presuming Ayuk's part of the deal, right? Man, uh, you something. know, you de- you damn well know. You know the 49ers. You damn well know John Lynch and, and Kyle Shanahan are having that talk right now. 49ers are that guy. And these are the guys I love in my league because they're kind of like me. Where you're in your fantasy football league and you're like, screw it. I'm here to win. It doesn't matter if I come in second place in this league. I'm trading all my good dudes. You know, it's like to go to that one bad team in the league. And they're like, I am getting Lamar Jackson off you. Here's all this capital Turn your team around. Give me your best player. And the rest of your league will hate you afterwards. But it doesn't matter because you're just trying to hoist the trophy. And Flags fly forever, man. The, yes, the Rams do. fans have been saying it. It's still true. Didn't make didn't make watching them in 2022 any more pleasant. Um, but it at least made it more palatable. Uh, and flags fly forever. And if the 49ers get one, after coming up on the doorstep how many times in the past decade, including a couple trips to the Super Bowl, I think they'd get over how much it costs. Yeah. That, that's the best spot for him. I don't think they have the capital to get it done, but I, I'm, I should probably stop underestimating John Lynch and, and, the, and Kyle Shanahan. And you talk Rams, 
they're tanking for Caleb Williams for next year. That it's yeah, yeah they they already they already made they they already went all in. They took down the pot and then they, they were eliminated on day one of the World Series of Poker the next day, the next year. <laughs> but guess what? They got their bracelet. That, that's they fine. They did. They did. And folks, you're getting your World Series of Poker bracelets, eh, podcast style, by listening to these fantasypoints.com podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed to not only our podcast feed via Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, but make sure you're going to that YouTube page. We got so much great content over there, youtube.com slash fantasy points. Joe, if you go to the website, you're the managing editor. We got content galore. You want XFL, you want best ball, you want NFL draft. It's really the one-stop shop for the football fan at fantasypoints.com. Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, Brett Whitefield's done a great job with our prospect guide, a daily podcast, which um, if you're listening to this feed, you know that the On the Clock podcast has been coming um, each and every each and every day. Um, I'm looking forward to everything that we have in store for us this spring and summer. Um, really excited about the changes that we've made at Fantasy Points and what we're doing going forward. Let's go! Get excited about it. Get over to Underdog. Download the app. Use our code FANTASYPTS. Again, we're going to match your first time deposit up to 100 bucks, and you're going to get a code to get a $5 FANTASYPOINTS.COM subscription. Joe, this was fun. I, uh, I was glad to get back off the plane. I can't move too much because of the sunburn, but uh, we'll keep rocking and rolling here on the two-point stance. And we're so glad that you guys are all with us here. Again, give Joe a follow on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan. I'm at Drake Fantasy, and Fantasy Points is at FANTASYPTS. All right, everybody. Take care. Good night. Leave us something fun on the YouTube page. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.